You're listening to the Theology of Music podcast, the only podcast where we unpack the good and sometimes bad theology in the songs that we sing. My name is Pastor Joel. Today is our first podcast. It is podcast episode double zero. The jersey number I've always wanted but could never get. But today is not about sports. Today is about music and theology. And my hope today is that we can accomplish two things. One, uh, that this could be a nice welcome podcast to all of you listening. But two, it would also serve as an explanation as to why this podcast is even here and where it came from. Uh, So number one, welcome. Welcome to all of you listening. Um, Many of you may be in vocational ministry, uh, on staff at a church serving as a worship leader or director or pastor, Um, or or you could be a lead pastor right now listening to this, and so thank you for listening. Uh, Also, thank you to anyone who's a volunteer, uh, lay leading worship leader who works, you know, 40 hours a week and has a family and plan sets, you know. Uh, the, The podcast, this podcast, is really written for all of those people I just mentioned. It's not that no one else can listen to this. Uh, it's not that this is not recorded for everyone to listen to. Uh, but but all of this really is focused on the people who lead the music or or are a part of planning the the songs on a Sunday morning. Because I, I would really hope that this podcast can become a source. Uh, of information, a, a source of guidance and counsel and, and affirmation or conviction and challenge uh, for you leading because uh, I hope eventually you would see this podcast to be a place where you can go to to get information on maybe the next biggest song that just came out from uh, X, Y, and Z church and you want to know, is this a song I should sing? Or, or even, hey, I've been singing this hymn for so long, what does it even say? Uh, And so I hope that this podcast is that. It is a source of information, uh, of conviction, of challenge, of affirmation, of encouragement, of edification for you, Christian. Now, what I don't want you to think, listener, is that this podcast is only for the worship leader or the pastor. This podcast is for anyone and everyone who who wants to take more seriously the songs that they sing. Uh, Not to make them no longer fun or, or not to make them so serious that this there isn't any joy in them. But this this podcast is for the mom of two listening with her kids. Uh, or this is this is also for the dad who wants to work on family worship and make sure he's singing the best songs. I mean, this podcast is for every single person who just wants to to take the word of the Lord seriously in both melody and in the the text of scripture right and so it's not just the worship leader and i want to make sure that's clear this isn't just for the worship leader or pastor and then speaking to number two so where did this come from well yeah you know i'm right now yes i am i'm a pastor of worship uh but i i've been doing worship music for over 15 years uh being been a part of many different worship teams youth teams church teams all 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 the the different styles um and as I grew and as the Lord grew, uh, groomed me to take this more seriously, uh, I felt convicted by uh, the scripture that, you know, we often simply just equate to um, to lead pastors. But uh, Hebrews 13, 7, uh, this is uh, ESV version, uh, says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Right, and obviously then says, you know, let them do this with joy, not with groaning, for that would be no advantage of you. Uh, That last part of the verse, many congregates could really commit to memory when 
thinking about music and giving their critique. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I want to focus on that first part. We will have to give an account, right? Lead pastors will have to give an account. And, you know, for the longest time, I just thought that was lead pastors. But as as I as I grew and as the Lord continued to, to sanctify me into um, and help mature me in this ministry, I saw that the same applied for those who lead worship, right? Uh, many, many of my mentors would affirm this. One of my favorite mentors uh, who has who's written uh, a few books on this subject and who is just an incredible wealth of experience and knowledge and, and humility in this area, Bob Coughlin, affirmed the same thing. We will make an account for the songs that we sing. We, especially when you're in your vocational ministry, you will make an account for the songs that you sang on Sunday. You will make an account for what you did with the church that you had. And and God isn't going to stand up there going, yeah, you know, I really love that you did the next K-Love song. Or, yeah, I really love that you you did that, that fun rendition of that old hymn that, you know, doesn't really... Uh, preach the gospel uh, and it's complete and uh, it's completeness you know it's fine no he's he's going to hold us account for everything that we did right we are we're going to have to do that uh, and so that that really struck me and so uh, being struck by that I thought okay well how do I obviously yes I can pick the best songs that are most clear right and we have we have three criteria here uh, at my current church and uh, and I always operate out of, out of these three criteria when I'm picking songs and, and I can unpack this in a different podcast I don't want to spend too long doing that now but uh, the song has to be Christ exalting congregationally friendly and gospel centered uh, and and I can you know explain that later once again but for right now those are those are my main three main criteria that I, I, the grid for, uh, through which I run every song, right, that I want to introduce. Um, but as I was thinking about, okay, I, I can do the best songs, but even the best songs, they, they contain such rich truth. Not everyone's going to know that, right? Because most of the people coming to your church haven't prepared their hearts, right, for a Sunday morning. They haven't. You, and everyone can say that. You, you could list reasons as... Uh, as simple as they're late or uh, as as complex as, you know, they're, they're going through a lot. And so uh, during the week, they may have really hard home lives. Uh, and so not not everyone is preparing their hearts for worship. And two, not everyone is even in a, in a mental and emotional um, um, state of maturity from which they could even understand the songs that we're singing. And so uh, knowing that and realizing that, I, I kind of had to come to this this um, dile- I came to this dilemma of well, what do I do? I mean, I don't want to just sing songs, right, and then just hope that they can do it. But I, I don't have time to unpack all the truth that's within every song that we're singing on a Sunday morning. I have three services that back up against each other, and, and you may be in the same place, or even you may just have one service. But if you did that, you would spend five hours at church, which to some people wouldn't be out of the norm, but for many of us, it uh, would be. And so uh, with all of that said, I, I thought, okay, what if I, what if I use the video? What if I, what if I started this video series called the Theology Music Video Series? And what if I used that? And I just, I picked a song, right? So I picked a song we're going to be doing this coming Sunday. Uh, and I just unpacked a truth, not all the truth, but let's say like a truth. And, and what if during that time, I, I kind of gave some history and context behind the song, maybe, maybe unpack the author a little bit, right? Um, you know, reminding everyone, hey, we should also consider the source, right? Obviously, you know, we are all sinful and some people write incredible songs and then go on uh, to denounce their faith and the songs are still incredible. Uh, it is well is, is one of those um, and we can always unpack that later. 
Uh, and so as I was thinking about that, I, I started to kind of formulate this plan. Okay, so I started this video series called the Theology of Music Video Series, and we posted it on our church's Facebook page. And it was fun. It was great. And uh, I also used it, though, to disciple and, and grow some of my worship leaders to help them be able to better communicate truth that they're singing, right? And so they would record videos. And I, I recorded them. I edited them. Uh, I tried to go as big as I could. So I had multiple angles. I uh, used fun editing, right? I, I tried to do all those different things to keep it interesting. I tried to keep it around five-ish minutes. Um, some went a little longer. Some were shorter. Um, but I wanted the church to at least have an opportunity to prepare their hearts uh, in, in some way with one song for the Sunday morning. And what, it, what I also noticed, too, is it helped me as a, as a worship leader better prepare for Sunday morning because I was already thinking about a song and what I wanted to say about it or what we wanted to say about it. And so that was a blessing to me. And so uh, as, as that progressed, it was great. And then we brought a production guy on staff and he took it to the, gosh, the 100th level. I don't even know how to say it. Uh, it, it was incredible. We started posting it on our, our YouTube, uh, and that was fantastic. That was a joy and a blessing to be a part of. Uh, but you know, that was within his first six months of working there. And then after after six months, you know, everyone can say this: when you first get to a job, you actually have way more time than you think because you haven't really uh, filled up your schedule. And then once your schedule fills up, you think, "Oh my gosh, where did all that time go?" Well, that was him. He he had more time in the beginning to help me film some things, and then. Uh, he had everything else on his plate, and so we just kind of let it go. And uh, but it was—it's been always been on my heart. And I was even talking to a couple pastor friends of mine who who knew about the video series and they loved it. And they said, "When are you, you know when are you going to bring that back?" Uh, and I said, "I don't know. I, I just don't know how to do that. I don't have the time." Uh, but then as I was thinking about um, just how how to make it more more easily consumed and and how to make it easier on myself because you know I have two kids now, uh, two under two. Uh, I don't have a ton of time to to record the video and then edit it, and you know that's a long process. But a, but a podcast, now that's not that's not that long. It's a little easier, and I can keep them shorter too. And shorter form podcasts over just one specific song would is not that big big of a deal, right? And so uh, so this is where this theology music podcast came from. And so so from now on, you can expect um, that I will unpack songs. I'm going to unpack. Uh, popular songs, um, old hymns, old songs, you know, that we may be doing. Um, and if you ever have any uh, request for me to, excuse me, unpack a song that maybe you guys do at a church or you want to do at a church, uh, and I'll, I'll try to get to it, but uh, you can send them to the email, theologyandmusic at gmail.com. That is our email for this podcast, theologyandmusic.com. So not theology of, but theologyandmusic at gmail.com. Uh, and send me a song that you like for me to unpack or any comments you have about songs that we've uh, unpacked or, or anything along those lines. I'm also, uh, I have a lot of friends in this kind of ministry ministry um, um, circles and, and I guess you could say industry. I have a lot of friends and uh, and, and so um, what I would, uh, what, I'll, what I'll also hope to do is have more guests on, uh, you know, I'll, I'll shoot for um, some friends from the community, as well as some other friends outside of the community, maybe bigger names. I can we we, we never know. This the sky is the limit. We'll see what happens. Uh, maybe I can twist Bob's arm. Who knows? Uh, but if you know of anyone who wants to to speak on on a on a song that they even wrote, that's that's a that's a worship song in the community. I would love to have them on too. Um, who knows? This could even be a place where 
um, people who write songs that may have controversy surrounding them could come to uh, and I could interview them and say, okay, here, here's the issue with this line that a lot of people have. What did you think when you wrote that? And what do you say to that? You know, we should be clear, right? Because uh, we have to remember the the conviction that the the Lord will always lay upon us is you, you need to be clear with what you're saying, right? The gospel of Jesus Christ is clear, right? It is very, very clear. It's as simple as in Romans, if you believe with your your, your heart, uh, if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, uh, then you, you're saved, right? It's as, as simple as that and as it's as complex as uh, as it, it, later in Romans being unpacked as not everyone's saved, right? Or or not every or even even Christ says not everyone who calls my name Lord Lord is saved, right? It's as as simple as you repent and believe, and as complex as not everyone's saved. Uh, but it's clear in both regards. It is clear, uh, and so songs that we sing on Sundays should be clear, right? All the creeds. In the early confessions, were incredibly specific and explicit with their language, and, and that needs to translate into our songs as well, because these songs are our modern day confessions and creeds. Right? We everyone we still ascribe many churches ascribe to the 1689 and the uh, the Westminster Reformed uh, to the catechisms and and all those different creeds and confessions and catechisms. Right? We, many churches ascribe to that that they affirm those, but in actual practice, in application, in practical application on Sunday morning, your songs are your creeds and your confessions. Uh, and, and if your songs are not clear or are not true uh, or, or just are divisive, uh, it, it is as if you as a church are affirming an, a divisive creed or confession or catechism. Uh, and so anyway, I hope that this has, uh, as weird as it sounds, wet your appetite for what we'll be doing. Uh, I, I already have a couple songs that we're going to be unpacking that are big right now. Uh, I'm looking at you, The Blessing in Waymaker. And so get excited for those. Those will be next. But as always, like again, if you have any questions or, or comments or song suggestions, suggestions, sorry, uh, email them to theologyandmusic uh, at gmail.com. But you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day or week or whenever you're listening to this. Uh, and I will see you guys in the next one. 